Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. This is show 79, and today I'm joined with Pohai from Kelly Memo Diapers. Hello, my name is Bailey. I am the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, a cloth diaper advocate, supporter, and all-around content creator. Anyways, this is the Cloth Diaper Podcast, and over the last three, four years, we've been chatting with cloth diaper brands, retailers, and parents about cloth diapering. Today, I'm super excited for this show because this is one of the first indigenous brands to kind of launch in the North American space. We have a ton of amazing black cloth diaper makers and retailers and sellers, but when it comes to indigenous voices in the cloth diaper space, there's not a lot. It's a really quiet kind of arena. And so when I first got word that there was going to be an indigenous cloth diaper brand coming to the market earlier this year, I knew that this was going to be, this had to be, this was going to happen. So it is such my pleasure today to bring you this story from Pohai and talk about her kappas and talk about her product and talk about everything that's going on with her brand, especially the strong push that she has towards an indigenous first brand and I really hope that you get to check it out. I did do a live unboxing of her kappas over on Instagram so you can check that out. It's in the uh, story or video section. I'll make sure I'll take it in the show notes and you can see what the diaper is and how it works. As far as I know a lot of her product did sell out right away but she does have rumor has it that there is more coming with any brand's launch, you never know. Like a lot of cloth diaper brands, they just, they don't know. They don't know if their reception is going to be great or not. And so it is fantastic to see her have so much support. And I hope that we can continue to propel this brand and the people behind it forward as the cloth diaper industry diversifies and continues to respond to our needs as communities looking for incredible products. So without more rambling, let's share the story. We're launching in two days and um, basically everything, well, things started before my daughter was born in that, you know, you, you probably know, like I did hours and hours of research and there's and about cloth diapers. And I really, I can't take the credit for our family starting cloth diapers because my husband was actually the one who oh. suggested it to me. And I know that's not the norm usually. No. Um, my husband is very, um, uh, environmentally conscious and, and, um, he does a lot of work for our native Hawaiian people here. Um, okay. and so he's, and, and I don't know if, if this is similar to other relationships as well, but you know, if my husband tells me to do something, there's a very slim chance that I'll actually want to do it or, or do it. <laughs> but if he presents the idea to me and like, lets me, you know, ruminate on it and like, make it make it feel like my own then then I'm like oh that's a great idea <laughs> so that's kind of how he presented he's like do you want to like use cloth diapers and first I was I was like oh we're not using cloth diapers I don't know anything about cloth diapers like let's just like haven't you seen movies these <laughs> disposable diapers Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so and then of course 
I am a very type A person when it comes to like research. When I'm into something, I'm like in it all the way. So I did hours and hours and hours of research and basically tried to figure out what is like, I was hooked and I I tried to figure out what's the easiest way to go about it because I wanted to try and set myself up for success Um, because I did, I didn't want it to be really hard and to fail. And then, you know, you, I think, before baby came, you know, you kind of have, kind of have a fear because you, you've never done it before. And you're like, Oh, I, I really don't want to feel, I don't want, I, I personally thought like, I don't want, um, like kind of the naysayers to, to win in a way. I, um, because I, I, I really wanted, I didn't want to, for them to say, you know, it's too hard and then for them to be right. So, um, we started down that path with cloth diapers when baby came, we had a really great experience, um, with cloth diapers. And the one thing that I thought was missing, well, a, a few things in Hawaii, um, we have such a, we're privileged to, to live here, um, because, um, we have some of the most beautiful natural resources available to us and, and they're, and everywhere, finite, you know, they're finite. Um, and we are, you know, there's a huge movement around the world and especially in Hawaii to become more eco-friendly, become more sustainable, um, for the next generation, because we're going to be here for such a short time. You guys, um, my understanding is the islands are, they're not massive what is the waste management strategy on Hawaii you know I I don't know I know some but I'm not an expert about waste management but all I know is we create a lot of waste here and we we have very small islands and we have landfills that are filling up and um, it's just not in anyone's. Wasn't even sure if there'd be room for landfills. So yeah, I had so, I had chatted with a woman from the Maldives, and they don't yeah. have landfills. They are actively burning waste yeah. or or shipping it out. And so same same here. We right? have landfills. I think, and um, you know, I wouldn't need to do more research, but I think we do ship stuff out, which is you know really sad because we're creating waste that goes to someone else's home, and um, mm-hmm. so. So, so when, as we're cloth diving, you know, I didn't, I only knew maybe on one hand, I could count people that I, that I actually knew that cloth diapered and most of them were like before me. And then they figured, they found out I was wear cloth diapering and they're like, oh, well, we did, we did cloth diapering too. And I'm like, well, that would have been great to know beforehand, <laughs> you know, when you're doing research and trying to figure it out and, and um, yeah. And so there's just not a big, I think there is a lot of people who cloth there, there are a lot of people who cloth diaper here, but there's no real big community where people can support each other and, you know, kind of it's make it a little bit more mainstream. So that's, it's like a topic that, um, uh, will come up. So I have a, so I have an interesting question, like totally kind of a little bit of, it's a little bit of a tangent, but not, but so I was chatting with a local woman the other day who is, uh, indigenous and we were talking about this diapering story and colonization. And in my part of Canada, colonization is pretty new, like a hundred years. Like there's still Mm -hmm. active memory Mm -hmm. of, of whites coming in and still a lot of traditional practice like that's all kind of just been lost so she was saying that some of the elders in her community that when they talk about diapering it's not cloth diapering they talk about moss and they talk about traditional ways of diapering that would have been completely outside of the western scope so for her she's she thinks about her community and she was thinking about how 
uh, there's disposable diapering, but cloth diapering is not even on the table because it's not mm-hmm. an option that elders mm-hmm. would have even considered. They would have been sure. using other natural resources. Do you think, is that like a situation in Hawaii uh, within communities or has that cloth diaper diapering story looked different for the last couple of generations? I, I think maybe a mix of both. I think in, you know, pre-contact, pre-colonization and in Hawaii, I think it's a little bit um, older than maybe in Canada. Okay. Um, uh, I'm pretty like Northern West. So we're mm-hmm, like, we mm-hmm. are pretty no, but new. This is great because yeah. yeah, learning about indigenous people in different areas, it's, there's so many similarities, but of course there's differences, differences as well. Um, but yeah, I imagine we used traditional kind of kapa, which is our traditional cloth that is made from wolke, which is, um, and other materials, but basically bark from different um, trees. And then, of course, I'm just thinking like there must be some. Yeah, of, well, I just think about like when we talk or, about this narrative of normalizing cloth diapering or going back to cloth diapering. Yeah. Sometimes we have to remember that we're actually for some cultures, you're, you're not going back to it. Right. It's, right. A, it's a completely new idea. Right. And, and with um, certain, yeah. some cultures like, you know, diapering isn't really a, I mean, it's, you know, diapering occurred and invent, you know, evolved for convenience. Right. And, and, um, you know, back in the day, pre-contact. Yeah, exactly. So maybe like diapers weren't such a huge deal in any event back in the day, because it, you know, we are all outside. We're all in the elements. I was, and- was going to kind of like, especially as you mentioned that you didn't really know of a community. I'm like, okay, well, maybe what did your grandparents do? Would your grandparents have been involved with diapering? Um, but that, that whole world could be so vague depending on where you live, what generation oh, you were in um, and kind of just picking your brain yeah. on that. Anyway. So you, you found these yeah, friends so, who were cloth diapering and then. So, so yeah. And I, of course, you know, when you become a cloth diaper parent, you like want to shout it to the mountaintops, like, this is great. You know, like, why isn't everyone doing it? Um, and, and one thing that I wished that I had when we were cloth diapering um, is um, culturally appropriate prints from Hawaii and that represent our culture in the most, you know, in an appropriate way. And that helped to tell our stories because I think with our brand, we want it to be twofold. We want it to be eco-friendly. We want to promote cloth tapering. We want to also um, educate others that may not be in our indigenous world about our culture. And I think it's like a great um, kind of cross section between everything because, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a platform for for other people to learn about Hawaii. It's like and, another, and it's such a people. fun way to talk about it. I mean, first of all, like you run into somebody in the wild who's like, "Oh wow, I caught you cloth diapering," and you'd be like, "Yeah, this is a cloth diaper," and then you can kind of like tell this next story, which is also right, really fun, right. and you can learn about this next story. Oh, did you know? Yeah, that'd be, you know, I can see people saying, well, what, that's like an interesting flower. Like, what is that? And then in, as part of our kind of our marketing and our packaging, we, we include information, including on our hang tags about the print, why it's important, why it's, you know, this, for example, in our first collection, we have um, an indigenous flower called Lehua Mamo that my daughter is named after. Um, she's actually named after my grandmother, but that that's in her name. And it's an indigenous um, endemic plant to Hawaii and then I mean and that just stems conversation you know because we've had a fungus that has been killing that flower for the past couple years and right so it just continues the conversation about uh, of indigenous things why it's okay well what's what's so cool about this flower what 
okay, is it, how do we protect it? How do we, um, and, you know, part of it is things like making sure you're conscious on hiking. If you come, if you're a visitor and you come to Hawaii, you wipe your shoes off before you go and you wipe your shoes off before you leave because you don't want to take any of that kind of, um, any of the diseases or the fungus to other islands or to other places in the island. So to keep that spread, so, um, you know, contained. So I think it just continues to evolve conversation. And I, I hope that's, something that we can do with this brand. Yeah. So, but you're, you're a lawyer is my understanding, right? Yeah. So you don't come at this with any manufacturing or maybe business, like boutique owning skills. You're jumping, (laughs) you jump in your own in two worlds here. Yeah. I I just think that um, something that I've learned from being a lawyer is if you don't know about if you don't know how to do something you just kind of figure it out and you you start with one thing and you find the next step and you figure out the next step and you so on and so forth <laughs> yeah it's funny one of the things that i've learned to also always say over the next if there's a gap in the industry you also you fill it right right and and that's one thing you know when we were when we were caught typing and we were just mulling over this idea like should we do it should we not um i just kept thinking well no one else is doing it. Who's going to do it? Are they going to do it in a way that, you know, cause I'm going to, if someone else did, they'd be like, I'd be like, well, I wish I did it this way. So um, once we, and my husband and I are both very committed. So once we made the decision just to do it, we were all in basically. And we, and we have a hard time doing things with half-hearted. So once we made the decision, we, we went, you know, that um, is so many of the men and women in this industry. Absolutely, (laughs) And and the beginning, I mean, I think for me personally, beginnings and transitions are the hardest part, you know, when you're starting a new job or your child is going to a new school or whatever it is, those are like the hardest parts. So I think that um, hopefully that once we kind of get things going um, and if we have, you know, a good response, um, then yeah, hopefully it will be something that can help serve the community because even just in the like two weeks or so that we've um, been, um, you know, posting on Instagram and doing things to lead up to the launch, I've found so many other people that have families in Hawaii that have been cloth diapering. And, um, you know, I don't know if I would have ever learned of these people or connected with them other than other than this. So, well, um, so like, um, yeah. who did I, I chat with? I think maybe it was in the cloth diaper network. We've been doing a little business meeting from time to time. And it was like one of the conversations we had, like there is so much room for growth in this industry. Sometimes we feel like the cloth diaper community can't get bigger. Like how could there be more brands? There's already so many brands we're competing, but there's so much room for local community growth. There's so much room to convince like babies are being born every day. Like there are so many amazing people. And I was chatting with Katie from Jake's diaper or, um, the cloth option is a podcast mm-hmm. for my listeners you guys be after this episode but she was saying one of the areas they have a lot of diaper need from is hawaii they don't have any advocates there right. and, and yeah, so and- that's a, awesome to be seeing you as this brand like you're gonna kind of help fill this conversation and start talking about options options for yeah, affordability yeah. environmental it's so and much different when it's local too and probably yeah, for you absolutely. guys uh, in Hawaii, I can imagine this sense of uh, place and belonging is really strong. And where possible, yeah. you probably really want to get local products from local entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yes, we have really 
just strong and amazing kind of native owned, locally owned, um, like small business community, I would say. There's a there's a huge, you know, sense of pride in buying local and supporting local, supporting native owners. Um, so I think, you know, um, a lot of our success or up to this point or kind of the support we've been, we, we are just, we're just beneficiaries of that already kind of really strong support support system. So um, I think it's it's made it, in addition to, you know, positive support from people like you folks, it's just made us um, motivated and feel, you know, supported and encouraged to want to continue. Because there's a lot of times as, you know, as starting just a new business, you just really don't want to, you just want to quit. Um, because something happens and then something gets hard and you're, you know, you just have to go back to the why, like, why are we doing this? So, um, and I can imagine like, so Pohai and I've had this, we, we talked way back in the beginning of 2021 about getting together and you were like mm-hmm. June Bailey, hopefully <laughs> May, June, we'll, we'll schedule it. We'll schedule it in the books, the chat in June. Sure. And so, and here we are, uh, September 29th, yep. this is going to go out in October, finally getting to sit down because you finally got your products. Right. I can't imagine I, I mean, I chat with tons of brands who have these product delays and I just feel like mm-hmm. if I was in those shoes, I would start to feel super defeated. So it's right. so amazing to see you here. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? You can't just run away from it because you've ordered. Right now. Yes. Once we ordered and once we like put all of the thought into the design and the prints and, um, and you've named them. I've seen here, it. like, this is so cool. When you dropped your names, you've, they've got, uh, you've got indigenous names. Yeah. Your names. Yeah. So- that's something, and and when we're talking about the name of the brand, and um, so for for those who kind of, and this is probably similar for other indigenous um, peoples, is that when Hawaii was colonized um, and annexed to the United States of America, um, there was a time, and it was my my grandparents' generation where the um, where Hawaiian language was forbidden. It was you're not allowed to speak it in schools. You it's it's frowned upon, you know, English, you know, was the language. Um, before we had the highest literacy rate in the world, there it was high 90s, I would say for Hawaiian, um, Hawaii, all Hawaiians basically knew how to read. It was, it's amazing. The language was forbidden. English was the only language that was allowed to speak in schools. You were physically harmed, uh, you know, if you, if you showed any defiance, right. That's very timely. Yeah. So this is not necessarily something, you know, unique to Hawaiians, but I, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. an issue that we've all experienced through, yeah. through, yeah, in indigenous people. So one thing, so when we're naming the company, Kalei Mamo is part of my daughter's name and we wrestled with it for a while, or I did, because I, I was thinking <laughs> I don't want it to alienate, alienate folks. I don't want to be too hard to say. I don't want it, you know, but but it's honoring our native language and naming the different products with um, Hawaiian names and having, you know, the English counterpart. Um, and I kind of deliberately did the Hawaiian first and then oh, the English yes. second. Um, Own it. Yeah, because because this is like, you know, I'm not like this, this is for our community right? and this is our community and we want to promote that. And then when people message me or about, and they use Ekeholo instead of pod or whatever it might be, I'm just like, 
this is same like same like the conversation, right? It's just continuing. I think the the awareness and like there's definitely a big push in our community to make Hawaiian language more mainstream. So it's not. Is there a, just one language in Hawaii in so, the islands? Yes, there, there's there's Hawaiian, but there's like a, like many dialects. dialects? You know, okay. there's dialects in different um, islands. For example, on Niihau, which is the northernmost main island, you know, it it makes sense, right? Because they're they're separated by oceans, right? So you <laughs> have. Um, communities that kind of develop their own tone you know yeah, all yeah. of these, these oh yeah i live in a region nuances, that has like right. over 80 different languages right. so you never know uh so right. how did you come to these names what is did you is there is it piecing together words did you work with an elder what what yeah well, i mean because all in one diaper is i would assume yeah, not a yeah. word so, <laughs> so it's it's just like any language where you know the literal translation is sometimes it's often not the best. I mean, there, there's, you know, things that are lost in translation. So um, my husband and I are both um, speakers of the native language and we've, and it's a great question that people often get asked because it's not, if you're not raised, you know, if it's not your first language, how do you learn it? And so we learned in school, we learned in college. Um, I, I took classes when I was in law school and we're, we're doing as much as we can with our daughter to raise her in Hawaiian at home. Um, so, um, so for example, kayapa pa. So kayapa is kind of the English nized word for diaper, right? If you can hear kayapa, the same, kayapa? kayapa, diaper, right? So there's no D in Hawaiian language, but we make, we make it sound like diaper, right? So kayapa. <laughs> okay. um, and, and pa'a means to kind of hold, hold fast or be together or to be connected and to be, oh, to be like stuck yes. together. So an all-in-one diaper, everything is together. Um, for our ekeholo or our pods, an eke is, is like a bag or, a, or um, like something, carry something in. Um, and holo means to go, means to be on the go or to go somewhere. So ekeholo, you know, we- They I almost make it. more sense than the yeah. English words we've given yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, because I, I use it every day still to take stuff yeah. with me. Yeah, every, yeah. Throw in something in the ekeholo and go. Is it pale or pala? Pala okama. Oh, uh, Oh, oh, for uh, like a liner? Yeah, pale, pale? is, is pale. to kind of cover, is to cover. Um, okay. And then okomo is to kind of absorb or, um, <gasps> yeah, so um, like an insert is a, yeah, it's okay. like a cover and you... Um, yeah, and I love um, it. I was so excited to see this post come out with your Hawaiian names on it. Wow, it I'm like, so happy. It made I'm me so, so happy. Yeah. Um, just because their indigenous representation in the cloth diaper industry right. has is doesn't exist. And so to see to see you put Hawaiian Hawaiian names first is just um yeah. I was so glad that you That's owned awesome, that. And nice. it's so important. I, I think uh, it's part of a bigger kind of like for for me, I was raised in a Hawaiian household, but also also in Hawaii, we have lots of different ethnicities, right? So I'm Chinese, Japanese, Hawaiian, Irish. And so, so just having, you know, we're, 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 it's not one or the other anymore, right? Our world is so combined and there's so many different things from the, our indigenous past. And then also like our, where we are today in the, in the present, I think, um, not just me, I think other, yeah, indigenous folks kind of kind of struggle and grapple with it every day, you know, because we are kind of in this duality or more than duality kind of situation. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that you like it. So it's, just, it's like, it just, it, um, it gives so much belonging back into the names of the products. So you've released your 
Oh, oh, you've released your lineup with an all-in-one, a pocket, swim diapers, wet bags, pods, inserts, reachable diapers, the whole kind of shebang, which yeah, you've yeah. sent me some of it. So we'll show that off for when yeah. people get so you guys can see it because it's a podcast. It's kind of hard to kind of show that. Um, what went into the design of the diaper? Was there anything specific? Was it mm-hmm, things that mm-hmm. you liked? Was it your experience or what, what kind of yes. influenced that? We took everything that we liked from all the different types of diapers we um, tried and tried to put into one diaper. There's no such thing as a perfect diaper. No. And, there's, <laughs> and you use different diapers at different times, even on one baby. So um, I just I think we just tried to take kind of what the top kind of things we really liked and tried to put them all together. For example, I discovered athletic wicking Jersey late in my diaper career. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. It sprays out so easy in Hawaii. We have a very, um, you know, tropical climate. So, um, it keeps babies really cool. And, and I was like, Oh, I should tried that earlier. So our inners of our diaper are athletic looking jersey. We love natural fibers. So that our absorbency is a bamboo cotton mix. So um, we really like natural fiber absorbency. The liner, I mean, liners for me were just like a game changer. So even if we have, you know, we have it available in limited quantities, but just to put that on the radar for someone who's learning about cloth diapers, um, because I think that, you know, little things can help make the biggest difference in your cloth diaper journey. Yes. And like, I've heard that about liners, like, Oh my gosh, I discovered a liner and suddenly this felt like I could do it. Right. Right. And, and that's my, that's my thing about, you know, you can part-time cloth, you can full-time cloth, you can take breaks, but just to put the aware, like put the awareness out there that this is an option because I didn't, even really have it on my radar at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so, so many, there's so many things to talk about when we sit down to try to teach somebody about diapers that it can right. be. You're like, it's so ah, hard. Ah, what? I got right, everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything. I'm going to tell you right, everything. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. So you've come up with this really awesome product. You're going to be dropping it soon. You've done, you've been working with artists across the United States yeah, and Hawaii. And, yeah. And we have a lot of more need um, artists who are going to be featured in the upcoming collections, which I really love. And same thing with our photographers. We try to work with, um, we have a lot of female native um, uh, Hawaiian photographers that we, we Your like photo shoot with. was just gorgeous too. Oh, I mean, you can just it, sit there and was... just imagine you're in Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, we, can't, we shouldn't be going to Hawaii right now, right? So I'm just going to soak in your photography. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you. That's that's amazing that you even have that on your radar because that's kind of another that's another issue that we are facing in Hawaii with travel here and being just it it overwhelming our our ecosystem and our health system in this time of craziness and um you know just being aware of those types of things is really awesome. Like and you're yeah. not even here you're not even here to to, to know that. So I mean we can purchase your diapers because I we're on. A, I gotta go get my kids too. Sure. I think we've shared some beautiful parts of your story yes. today. We're gonna share your beautiful product, and I'm gonna have one of these favorite things I've done is I've uh, caught caught brands super early on, and then we can follow up in like three years and see how you blossomed into the this massive industry. Hopefully, I mean, but you're also a lawyer, so I'm like, you've got this amazing career. It sounds like I don't know. Maybe it's not, but as uh, you go through a lot of school to become a lawyer. So, yeah, I, I think, 
I'm maybe a bit crazy for going, I'm going into this as well, but I just felt like there is a need in the community and mm-hmm. however shape and form this con- I'm able to continue this, if it's with more help, you know, and, um, it, it just, I just wanted to start it. And, oh, and yeah. I think that um, just on a general note, but, and maybe for the end, but I was, I'm not, I don't come from an entrepreneurial family. I, I, my, both of my parents were teachers and I kind of am very conservative. Um, mm-hmm. But the fear of failure wasn't enough for me to stop from doing it. Like I thought, oh my gosh, what's, what's the worst thing that can happen if this just completely doesn't work out? I mean, it's okay that there is, there is, hopefully it doesn't, you know, hopefully every, it, it does really well, but you know, I think it's something positive for the cloth community and for the community abroad. I mean, so that was, that's, that's kind why. of my question is like, what would you give advice to uh, black or indigenous women who are thinking about coming up in this industry? Oh my uh, gosh. Just is go that, would that be it. just go for it kind of yeah, mentality? Just go for it because you have something unique to bring um, to the community and um, you're there's so many supportive people that that will you know I've had so many people that even you've introduced me to that have just open-heartedly um, helped me from the beginning and that too is something that I, I hope not to forget because I think it makes all the difference you know when you have someone in your corner even when you're starting cloth diapering when you have someone in your corner to kind of be like don't worry you're, you got this. If you don't got this, I, I'll help you. And then we'll just figure it out and it's going to be okay. Um, I think that makes a huge difference. So, yes. um, uh, and if people want to support you and purchase your diapers and add them to your stash, where do we go? How do we do that? What's that process look like? Our, our, our website, which will go live on October 1st is um, www.kaleimamo.com. So it's K-A-L-E-I-M-A-M-O. Dot com. Um, and we're also on um, uh, Instagram is our main form of social media right now. So Kalei Mamo and then Hawaii. Um, yeah. So that's where you can find us and um, see all the amazing products. Yeah. You're doing yes. such a great connect. job. Um, I was, oh, I'm so excited you. for this. Like thank I'm you. just, I'm over the moon. Um, so it's so great to talk to you. Yes. Thank uh, you for And I was going to like totally off the record too, is um, I, I sent that connection email to Marie uh, to get you talking to Marie Petit Crown. And she mm-hmm. responded back and she was so thrilled because she was like, oh, I just had the worst interaction with somebody. She should like to just go and serve like a cease and desist letter from a brand. And she was like, I just felt like there was no industry. And then here you are, Bailey, sliding into my email, telling me to go message a cloth diaper brand. Like, yeah, we can totally <laughs> shape this industry to be supportive and just like be on each other's side. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I just... Yeah, there's room, I think there's room for everyone and there's there's more that can come from supporting each other than All right, I know it took me a couple of weeks. It typically always takes me a couple of weeks to release an episode. So this episode was recorded in September. I have had Pohai on my books for months planning this day to happen. So that's why this episode has a particularly quick turnaround. Otherwise, I am booked all the way till 2021. And I'm now starting to book my 2022 podcast shows. So if you have a story, big or small, one that's been told before or hasn't been told before, I want to hear 
hear it. The Cloth Pepper Podcast is for all stories, all shapes and sizes, from parents to retailers to brands. All you got to do is send me an email. And we're hoping that in 2021, we can make this like a full-time gig and maybe we can start going to weekly podcast scheduling. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, until next time, I can't wait to share the next story with you here on the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Bye, guys.